You are listening to Future Net Zero, a platform to help businesses and the wider community improve our lives and our planet by achieving net zero. In this episode, Future Net Zero founder Summit Bose speaks with Rene Monk, energy expert at Kaiser Vetter. They discuss whether hydrogen is the panacea net zero fuel many think it is, and whether it can help in the transformation from thermal energy to more renewables by providing the ideal storage system. Welcome to this Future Net Zero podcast. I'm joined by René Mono, who's one of the energy experts at Kaiser one of our partner companies. Good morning, René. How are you? Hello. Good morning, Summit. I'm pretty good. It's awfully hot here in Berlin, uh, but it's <laughs> climate change, I guess. It's climate. Well, we have the weather. Uh, at the time of recording, we're, we're now having sort of wind and storms in the UK, but we've had a big heat spell. We're going to talk today about hydrogen, which has obviously been the focus uh, this month. Let's just start with the basics of hydrogen, if you don't mind. I mean, we've covered it, but people probably would like to know that there's, if you look at hydrogen as it is, there's kind of sort of two or three types of hydrogen people use the terms. Do you want to go through the basics of what what hydrogen is in, in terms of how we'd create it for the energy sector? Yeah, basically from an energy point of view, uh, hydrogen can be everything. Uh, Hydrogen can be a fuel, hydrogen uh, can be used uh, in motors, we we can burn uh, hydrogen, and this is so fascinating about hydrogen. So in theory, hydrogen, and I think this is also the big advantage, uh, can be used for any uh, energy usage. The big misadvantage is also that it can be used for (laughs) any and each um, uh, energy application because uh, that would mean that you could think uh, that hy- hydrogen can be a substitute for petroleum for oil uh, which is not the case uh, because as you mentioned we have to uh, have a little differentiated view on it the most important thing is uh, that we need green hydrogen which yeah. means hydrogen that is being produced uh, with re- uh, electricity Uh, generated from uh, renewable sources. We have also blue and gray hydrogen, uh, hydrogen that is uh, generated with the help of uh, natural gas, uh, for example. But in any way, this is not completely uh, climate neutral. And uh, if we want to make a contribution to future net zero, we need green uh, hydrogen. And this also means that we need huge quantities of uh, renewable uh, electricity generation capacities. And this is the big uh, challenge when we talk about hydrogen. Yeah, and I think that's the point. You know, most hydrogen for the listeners at present is still a byproduct of the fossil fuel oil and gas industry. For us to have hydrogen that is clean, that we then use, it has to come from a massive ramp up of of renewable energy, doesn't it? That's got to be the driver to create this hydrogen in the first place. Definitely. And that's why it makes no sense to speak about hydrogen without speaking about increasing our renewable electricity generation. So this must go hand in hand. And if we are too slow with uh, wind and solar power, then we won't of course, we, we, we will be able to produce uh, hydrogen, but it will make no sense in terms of uh, climate policy. And that's why we have to, to link both strategies very closely. Uh, we need an increase in renewable electricity. We need this anyway. And if we want to have more hydrogen and we need more hydrogen for sure, then we need an even stronger increase in uh, renewable electricity. It's funny, you look at hydrogen and obviously... 
you know, we've all probably seen, you know, growing up, and if you just Google it, you'll find the Hindenburg, you know, airships. They're all built on hydrogen more than 100, you know, 100 years ago. And then the, the big disaster that happened. And hydrogen is not new. I mean, we, we've, we've known about it for, for, for centuries. But it seems very recently it's had a real kind of resurgence. And almost people think that it's the panacea for decarbonisation. A, why do you think this kind of resurgence in the interest of hydrogen has happened? And B, do you think it is a panacea? Well, I agree. There are, there are many people who do think that it's a panacea. And uh, it can also, I mean, from a purely a technical point of view, this is understandable. Some studies say that we need for Europe 2,200 uh, uh, hours uh, of, of hydrogen. 2,200. This is immense and unbelievable. Uh, so it makes no sense to, to see hydrogen as a, as a panacea. I think hydrogen, the fundamentally important role of hydrogen for, for the future energy system is as a missing link. Uh, so we will need hydrogen in sectors where the electrification of transport, the electrification of our heating system uh, do not work for technical uh, reasons. Uh, and uh, we also need hydrogen as a long term storage or energy carrier yeah. that can be stored for a long term. Term. So there are three basic sectors where I need, where I see that we definitely will need hydrogen. This is first of all in the electricity sector as a storage. Then secondly, for industrial processes uh, where we won't come along with electrification of heating or the direct use of uh, renewable energies. And third, also in some niches of the transportation sector, so in the aviation sector, yeah. for example, in the maritime business, from today's point of view, we won't come along without hydrogen. So we definitely need hydrogen for, for carbon neutrality. And we also need for only for these th three sectors, a lot of capacity. So my guess would be that it would be the best strategy really to focus on these three sectors and to begin at least with these uh, three sectors. And if we then see that there will be a technical revolution, that hydrogen will be easier to produce, more competitive in, in terms of cost efficiency or so on, uh, of course, we could increase the usage of, of hydrogen. But for, for the time being, we have to be really, really focused also due to the huge amounts of electricity that is needed for generating hydrogen. Why is hydrogen so good? I mean, we, we probably most of us know that it, it's the most abundant element out there. You know, it powers the sun, you know. So it's, its energetic value is, you know, it's immense, isn't it? It is, and and I think uh, the value directly comes from the from the polyvalence, if you if you like. So we can use hydrogen for for everything, uh, in in the energy sector. Uh, so this is this is really an interesting uh, quality. Uh, but this is also, I think, the the risk and the danger that we say, okay, we are, we are now building uh, hydrogen cars, for example, which makes no sense because if you look at the energy balance, then the electrification of of cars or so electric vehicles are by far more efficient and even though we or even at a time when we will have 100% renewable electricity we will never be in the situation to just to spend uh, electricity without without a clear plan so uh, electricity will be always uh, really really precious and so hydrogen will also be precious and we have to have a really good plan and good idea where we will use or where we should use uh, hydrogen and 
and where not. And um, for, for me, our point of view is here very clear in sectors where we can use renewable electricity directly. So in, in the heating and in the transportation, especially private cars, we should focus on electric vehicles. We should uh, focus on, on heat pumps and, uh, and other technologies. And where it's not possible, we will need hydrogen. And, but all the planning of our energy system should then also uh, focus on these sectors where, where hydrogen is indispensable. When you look at the markets, and you know, Kaiser Meta, you're, you're a company that's looking at market investments, you're looking at where renewable assets should go. What is the interest in hydrogen? Do you, do you see it as mainly an interest, as, as you say, as perhaps as the, as the storage element in our, in our kind of new future of energy? Yeah, definitely. I mean, in, in Europe, at least, we will, in, in mo most European countries, and we are a pan-European uh, company, we see that there's always a period where we, uh, we, where we don't have enough solar power yes. and where we don't have enough uh, wind power. So we, if, we, if, if we take 100% renewable seriously, and we do take it seriously, then we need a solution for this. And this solution will be hydrogen. So I think this will be also the first business case, uh, long-term storage in countries that are faster in uh, phasing out nuclear and coal power than Germany is, for example. There are many countries like Spain, like, uh, like Portugal, also the United Kingdom. So those countries definitely need a hydrogen strategy and there will be a European hydrogen strategy, there will be UK hydrogen strategy. Other countries are also developing a hydrogen strategy and they do need this as a storage capacity for those times where we're running short of electricity. And this is a very immediate threat. Some days ago, we had a very, very critical situation in Denmark, but Denmark was not uh, able to produce as much uh, wind power as it was planned, and uh, yeah. Germany and uh, Norway could not uh, deliver uh, electricity. So um, those times are coming closer when we will see that those uh, critical situations cannot be resolved with uh, imports, and then we definitely uh, do need uh, hydrogen, and that's why it's, it's definitely a, a big investment case. What's the market saying? I mean, when you speak to investors, when you, you know, use the contacts that you have at your company and you're, you're talking out there, um, is there a willingness to see that this is something that people will need to invest in? Do, do you, see, do you yeah. get that feeling? I do think so. There's a strong interest. There's a strong willingness to invest money. The problem is hydrogen is right now not uh, competitive. Uh, hydrogen generation is not competitive. This is also due to the fact that, of course, our electricity markets are still marked by fossil fuels. And this is a, a problem, of course. So the prices are too low. The of the market, the prejudices against yeah, I, I think in, 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 in the end, we will, we will need different markets. We will, uh, we will have, of course, an energy-only market uh, that we know today, where we have pretty low prices, uh, but we will also have a secondary, maybe even a third market for the cases uh, when the energy-only market uh, does not work. And of course, the market mechanism have to be a little bit different than the, the market mechanism of an energy-only market, because with an energy-only market, I can't plan long-term investments. Uh, mm -hmm. So either there will be radical market design uh, reform in the countries that uh, need hydrogen, or we will need to develop date aid system subsidies and so on. Probably I would think that intelligent market design uh, differentiate between those different types of market is by far the better solution than 
to build up a new subsidy system. But this is definitely a question for for the policymakers here. But I'm a little bit, yeah, I'm a little bit worried that there's no real discussion how to build up uh, business cases for for hydrogen uh, investments. This is definitely a very, very important uh, point. And uh, I do hope that uh, the governments are clever enough to see that subsidies are not the best uh, solutions for this. My final point is, you know, for our business audience, obviously, as we say, there are some pros and cons with hydrogen. Would you say that, depending on the size of the business, is probably realistic, they ought to have a hydrogen strategy? Because it's not for everyone, is it? It's it's probably for the, the big users, the big people with lots of sites and maybe multiple kind of, you know, fleets where they might have storage. And, but But if you're a biggish company, do you think you should think about starting to have some sort of hydrogen strategy? Uh, I would say for some industries, it's definitely uh, something very, very important and something that will decide about your future competitiveness. So for industries that have a, a very high energy demand, a very high energy consumption, especially heat energy for, for industrial processes, yeah, uh, they do need... Steel industry, people right. have, yeah, yeah. Steel industry, for example, yeah. They do need a, a hydrogen strategy. I would say uh, also so, of course, for the big energy supply companies, uh, and, and of course, they, uh, they, they are working on the hydrogen strategy. Some, some companies already have a hydrogen strategy. But as you said, the bigger you are, uh, be it as an energy supply company uh, or as an energy consumer, industrial energy consumer, the more urgent the hydrogen uh, strategy gets. Yeah. Uh, Rene, thanks very much for joining us today. It's been excellent chatting to you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. You have been listening to a Future Net Zero podcast along with our partner, Kaiser Vetter. This has been a promoted podcast. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to the website at www.futurenetzero.com. Future Net Zero. Better business, better planet.